This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History class, where instead of going back to the future, we go back to the past. Today is October 25th, 2019. The day was October 25th, 1924. The British newspaper The Daily Mail published a letter reported to have been sent by Grigory Zinoviev, who was chairman of the Communist International, to the Communist Party of Great Britain. It was published just four days before the United Kingdom general election. Though many people took the letter seriously at the time, it's now considered to be a forgery. In the 1923 UK general election, the Conservative Party won the most seats. But the Labour Party and the Liberal Party won enough seats to create a hung parliament, which happens when no single political party wins a majority in the House of Commons. So in 1924, Conservative Prime Minister Stanley Baldwin resigned, and Britain's first ever Labour government formed, with Ramsay MacDonald as Prime Minister. The government had the support of the Liberals, but it was still a minority government with only 191 members of parliament in the Commons. There was a lot of opposition to the new Labour government. The Labour government gave diplomatic recognition to the Soviet Union and agreed to loan Russia money. An incident called the Campbell case also ignited opposition and led to accusations of McDonnell being lenient on communism. John Ross Campbell was the acting editor of The Workers Weekly, a newspaper controlled by the Communist Party of Great Britain. After the newspaper published an open letter that urged military members to, quote, turn your weapons on your oppressors, Campbell was charged under the Incitement to Mutiny Act of 1797. But the Labour government dropped the prosecution on August 13th. This, along with other alleged pro-Soviet activity involving the Labour government, helped lead people to fear a communist threat in leadership and contributed to the downfall of McDonald's government. In early October, Liberal Party leader H.H. Asquith called a motion of no confidence in McDonald's government. The Liberals hoped that the Conservative Party or the Labour Party would be forced to enter a formal coalition with them. But McDonald called for a general election, which was scheduled for October 29th, even though there was a slim chance of Labour winning it. But on October 9th, British intelligence agents in Riga sent the text of the Zinoviev letter to London. The letter was addressed to the Central Committee of the British Communist Party and signed by Zinoviev, Secretary of the Communist International Ada Willa Kujinin, and Arthur McManus, a member of the Comintern's Executive Committee and its Presidium. The Communist International, or Comintern, was a Soviet organ that promoted world revolution and communism through propaganda and subversion. The Zinoviev letter encouraged leaders of the British Communist Party to incite revolution among the factory workers and armed forces of Great Britain, and it was dated September 15th. Soviet officials and the British Communist Party said that the letter was not legitimate, but a copy of the letter was leaked to the press. Four days before the controversial general election, the Zinoviev letter was published as the front page story in the Daily Mail. It was published under the headline, Civil War Plot by Socialist Masters, with the subheading, Moscow Orders to Our Reds. The Labour government's political opponents used the letter to drum up a red scare in the media. 
The publication of the letter humiliated the labor government, but it did not have a huge effect on the labor vote in the 1924 general election. Still, the Conservative Party won the election. The Labor Party's loss was likely not due to the Zinoviev letter controversy and instead due to the success of the Conservatives and the collapse of the Liberal vote. Conservatives largely believed the letter was authentic, while British intelligence deemed it a forgery. The authenticity of the letter has been the subject of much debate since, and the letter later underwent investigations. But there is no solid proof of who wrote the letter, and the original letter has not been discovered. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. We also accept electronic letters at thisday at iheartmedia.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.